welcome to all our worship champions from different churches. Uh, it was a wonderful to be with you on Friday night. Cassie and I were with the guys, and uh, well done, Tools. Where are you, Tools? Just a relational giant Tula, a man running in his lane and um, touching people. Thanks for running in your lane, Tools. Thanks for connecting. Amazing to have people in Kyrgyzstan this morning. I don't know what they're doing. What's the time there, Belinda? Do you know? Four hours ahead, um, front line, uh, absolute front line place um, out there and uh, learning, going back to Turkey, um, the guys in Zimbabwe. And so, so much happening. I, was, I chatted to the leaders on Friday night about um, Leah, Jacob's wife, the lady that her eyes weren't great. She was faint of eyes or trying to say she wasn't maybe that attractive, but her sister was very attractive. But through this Leah, she births this, this boy, uh, the fourth child. His name is Judah. That's a special tribe. And from the tribe of Judah, the word Judah means praise. And every time God wanted Israel to move, be it in battle or be it just to relocate because uh, they need to move on through their journeys in the desert, etc., he said, Judah, come, 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 come. You, you come forward. Even though you're the fourthborn, uh, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Issachar, all the other, you know, you, Judah, I want the praises to go forward. Amen. And we know that um, from the tribe of Judah comes David. And on that day when that monstrous giant stuck up his fist to God's face and it said, I will destroy your armies. They said, give me a man from the tribe of Judah. Give me a praiser. And this little kid said, don't you dare defy the armies of God. And he took him out. And uh, Judah is praise. Judah is, is government. Uh, they chose a, a lady. Her name was Mary from the tribe of Judah. And they said, Madam, I don't know what it was about Mary, but she must have been one very special lady. He said, come, young girl, I'm going to put the spirit inside of you, and I'm going I'm to conceive of my son inside of you. She must have been an exquisite worshiper. Praise and worship is a very powerful thing. And sometimes we sing a song again, and these guys are up here. But as we praise and worship, um, the enemy flees. As we praise and worship... Um, God's armies advance, amen? As we praise and worship, we take new ground. It was interesting that uh, there was a festival in Israel this weekend, and there was uh, this big goddess. She's a massive goddess. I don't know what her name is, but all the people came from the nations to dance away to the, a foreign god. And uh, at that moment, uh, Hezbollah, whoever they were, came across and just killed and plundered. And I thought, Lord, um, teach me your ways. What's, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening in Russia? What's happening? What's happening with China and Taiwan? What's happening in Israel? What's happening in divided nations like America? We need to praise, brothers and sisters. We need to stand up and worship God. He will inhabit the praises of his people. Amen. If you've got trouble Thank you for singing, uh, we declare Jesus. If you've got trouble, lift up your hands and praise him. Now, I've got to get to my notes, but, uh, but it's good. We are Judah. We are, from the the, we are from the tribe of Judah. We are from the tribe of Jesus, amen? And so we want to be uh, praisers and worshipers. Don't be like me. I went to DHS and I thought I was cool and I wouldn't raise my hands. And God says, a pitiful man, raise your hands, you proud young man. 
And eventually I eked my hands up and eked them up. And the devil said, put them down. And Jesus said, lift up your hands. The devil said, put them down. And as your hands go up, it's a posture of humility. But it's a posture of praise. It's a posture of God's inhabitation in our lives. So thank you for worshiping with us, good people. Mike, where's the clock? I don't know what time it is. Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1. I will try and make this as relevant as I can as we close the 1 Peter series. Um, st- stick with me. It's, a, it's good stuff, this. It's, it'll help you. It'll teach us. It's God's word. We all surrender to God's word. I don't care for all the books and the rubbish that's been written about the word of God and how we've got to change it. We've got to fiddle around with what God is saying. It's an old book. This is the living inerrant, breathe, dynamos of God. Amen? And I need it. I don't know about you, but even if I just preached to myself this morning, I need this word to continue the journey. I hope you do too. To the elders among you, Peter is um, speaking. He is the one that was mentioned overtly in all the gospels every time when the disciples were mentioned, the 12. And uh, from that, we got the Pope, which I think is an error. We're not talking about the Pope, but we're talking about a man that's actually, he got, for some reason, a lot of mention often. And he's an apostle, he's an incredible man that walked on water, denied Jesus, went on the Mount of Transfiguration, fell asleep, um, was singled out after he denied Jesus. So he is an apostle, some churches say the apostle of apostles, but he's now saying, to the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder. He's not pulling rank. He's saying, I'm just an elder. I'm just, I'm one of those um, like you in the churches, a witness of Christ's sufferings and one who will also share in the glory to be revealed. God sets elders in churches. Now, this is not an eldership talk. It is, but I just want to say that God puts elders in churches. And I've seen people try to fiddle with that. We thought it's an outdated model. The word elder means older, but it also means one of wisdom, one of experience. It should also mean one that God has called so um, you can dumb down the word elder, but it's actually one that's, uh, that, that has uh, a standing in the community that's a godly man, okay? But, um, and we've taken the word, and the Greeks and the New Testament has advanced that word, and um, to the elders who govern. Don't lord, but they govern. They have a rulership gift. That's what they are. They guard. It's interesting, once again, that's, um, one of the things that you do as a husband is you guard your home. The elders guard the church. The, 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 the government guards a nation. We've just seen what's happened. They say the biggest intelligence blunder in the history of Israel. So part of the thing is we all guard our worlds, amen, because somebody's trying to come in. And so elders are among you. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder. There's one thing that God will look for as he walks into church. Where are the elders? Can the elders stand up? <laughs> uh, when you walk into a business, who, who runs this place? Into a, into a university, who's the dean? We understand those things. And so um, the first thing God looks for is elders. I appeal or I exhort. I'm not forcing you, but I appeal to you. Um, or some of the translations say I exhort. To be shepherds of the flock of God. So he's not, he's saying, I'm identifying as one with you. See, to be an elder then was very hard. In fact, if you're an elder, you were number one target by the 
all the, the church enemies. And so to be an elder then normally meant you would die. Uh, uh, William Tyndale, I think it was yesterday, yeah, yesterday I think, in 1536, they put him at a, at a stake and they, they tied him to a, a pole and they strangled him and they burnt him. For what? For translating the Bible into English. That's how people say, and I don't know about this word, I'm saying, are you nuts? Are you crazy? Do you know how precious this is? That, people were, that guy said, listen, make the flames as bright as you can so the, the king, his eyes may be opened. <laughs> Burn me, bro. And P- Peter's saying, I appeal to you, fellow elders, not under compulsion. I exhort you, be shepherds. He's not saying, listen, I'm the supposed. He's saying, I'm, I'm, I'm one of you lowly shepherds. I'm one of you elders. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. In other words, there was a lot of, they were frightened they were, there, there was, there was, it wasn't cool to be an elder. In some churches in our movement, you know, it was so cool to be an elder. I want to be an elder. I want to be an elder. Well, if you're an elder, God may actually cause you to, he may, th- things may beset you or you may um, find yourself doing things that you didn't expect that are quite difficult. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. I want you to serve as overseers. So there's a whole lot of stuff there theologically, which I'm not going to do into an eldership talk. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. So that's an affirmative word. It's strongly affirmative. It's, um, it's be shepherds, especially in the time of suffering. If you want to know about suffering, which we are bad at doing, brothers and sisters, I want to prepare you for suffering. You may be the rich, beautiful Beautiful kids, beautiful house, beautiful car, beautiful hair. But God may want you to suffer. Christians in 2023 suffer badly. We don't like suffering. We don't want to hear about suffering. But God takes us through Psalm 23 journeys. He makes us to lie down. He restores our soul. And even though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, you will go through a valley. You will go through some struggle. It's part of God's way of teaching us. And so there's a lot of suffering. And he's saying, I want you to be shepherds. What did shepherds do? They oversaw, they led, they taught, they guarded. They, they were involved. They were among the people. Amen. They stood at the gates. Don't second guess your office, shepherd, is what he's saying. Don't be double-minded. Don't surrender to the problems or the difficulty that comes with this office. That was the context. If you go and read all the commentaries. They're under your care. I have ordained you shepherd, they flock. Can I repeat that? God has ordained that there are shepherds and flock. I'm also, I'm an under shepherd, but I'm also very much a, a little flock because I'm under the great shepherd. And so I need, I need to know what it is to shepherd my own soul, shepherd my family. In this case, Red Point for this season. I might step down from here and then just be a sheepy again. What a joy that'll be. <laughs> don't have to hassle about anything. Don't have to straighten no. it. I want you to be a sheep. I want you to flock with my. Don't, don't, don't be a clever sheep. Don't go wandering around because you all will be toast. I'm so clever. I'm so different. I don't know about this. No. I need to know what it is to shepherd and I know what it, what it is to flock. Are you? Thank you for being part of the flock this morning. Well, I don't like that language. Yeah, because I'm proud. Because we have pride, amen? 
God's designed it that way. Two problems that arisen. Elders back off shepherding. Through my, I don't know how many years of being an elder, and I get a lot of phone calls about eldering. It's one of the things that I probably help other churches in. And a number of, I just I can't do this anymore. I can't work with these guys. I can't do this. It's too difficult. My wife and I, we're just not coping. We burnt out. Elders want to back off, and sheep want to do their own thing. God deals with his sheep through his shepherds. And he's writing to churches in five different locations, and they're scattered regionally, but they're gathered locally, and they have been entrusted to certain shepherds. And the injunction is, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving, not lording it over those entrusted to you. Lording means controlling. Lording means I want special status. Lording means I want honor. Lording means like the Jews, you know, they had, they, they had status. You had to serve them. They had fancy positions. They were called by different names. They had to be honored. They had to be seated. He says, don't lord it over, but serve as your master who we heard this morning bled on a cross and washed your feet. I want you to serve like him. Do I get an amen? Real pressure will come. Every leader will be exposed. Every elder, that's why if you, if for those of you that are called to the office of elder here this morning, that are not elders already, prepare yourself for that office. Pressure will come. And then you will be, and all of us receive the pressure. But if you called, you say, no, 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 I'm called to this. I know pressure will come. I know that, that I'm not been appointed by a man, but I've been appointed by God. And so because I've been appointed by God, if you're appointed by a man, your name is Saul. Saul was an insecure man because the people were insecure with their God. So they wanted a leader. So God said, you can have your leader from the flesh. And they got Saul. And Saul was an insecure man that always wanted the approval of men and people. And he kept on saying, as long as the, as long as the people can see. His focus was not on God. David was appointed by God or called by God. And he always wondered what God was saying. That doesn't mean that elders are insensitive to people, but they, they call us from God. And you yourself may reject your call. Certainly the people around you may reject your call. But you need to stand firm and say, I've got a shepherd, the flock of God that is under my care. Not lording it over them, but serving as overseers. Not because I must, not under compulsion, but because I'm willing. Your troops will be willing on your day of battle. As God wants you to be willing to serve. God calls it. Not greedy for money. So he's appealing to the churches because there's a bit of a leadership crisis. He's saying hold your, hold your position. Hold your office. The church needs you. It's the way God has designed it. Because if you strike the shepherd, the sheep scatter. I've seen people take out shepherds. I've seen it, it shocks me actually. It's amazing that David, called by God, anointed by God, prophesied by Samuel, full of the Holy Spirit, doesn't touch Saul. God says, I've rejected Saul. He says to Samuel, stop weeping about Saul, I've rejected him. David gets anointed, and then Saul gets insecure as he does, and David has the might to take him out, but he doesn't. He says, that's God's job. I will serve my God. I want to encourage you, even if you're visiting us this morning, be careful with shepherds. They're God's business. 
He will appoint them and he will unappoint them. Defrock them. What's that? And you know what? Every one of us elders thinks, well, who am I to be an elder? Who am I to say, follow my example? Who am I? That's why elders, we, we should limp. That's why elders weep. That's why elders said, Lord, but for your grace, there go I. That's why elders said, Lord, have mercy on me. Help, Lord. Because there are the better men in this room or women. Not greedy for money or dishonest gain, but eager to serve. This is not about personal gain, he's trying to tell those elders. Yeah, but like we're battling and we can't afford our school fees and my wife wants a new fridge. Smeg, smeg, why do you want a smeg? No, I want a new smeg. I'm battling. Yeah, but that's what your call is. You, 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 you may have, but you may not have. Don't be eager for money. Money cannot be your focus, shepherd. Making money or caring for God, which will it be? You see, a business person has got more freedom. A business person says, I'm, I'm here to serve God, worship him, but I'm also here to make a profit. Not shepherds. They're not here to make a profit. <laughs> Thank you for generously sowing towards this generator. And we're going to get solar. Thank you. We're nearly there. Just, just some of you need to do what God wants you to do. Just, just keep giving. This building is by the sacrifice of people. These guys were up at six this morning. There's always sacrifice, brothers and sisters. There's a sacrifice to be a shepherd. It is not a glamorous office. And sometimes we appoint the top business guy, the guy that's got the most influence. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Appoint those that God has, has called. Wrong teaching can hurt the church. Wrong appointments can hurt the church. Sacred men. Sacred men and women that are called together in marriage to serve the church. Is that okay? Are you, are you breathing, Kati? Don't lord it over them. Don't dominate them. Don't be religious with them. Don't, don't lord as in control. You're not better than any, any sheep, Mr. Elder. No elder is better than his sheep. Amen? He's just got a call. And, and that call is, you look after my sheep, son. You care for them. You pray for them. You stand at the gate. You have to deal with discipline, doctrine, direction, sin. You think it's fun. I got a call this week from, a, from somebody saying, listen, how did you do it? I said, do what? He said, how did you... We, we got to rebuke somebody and like we, we, just, we just don't want to do it. So how did you do it? I said, I don't, well, don't ask me. It's jolly hard, bro. It's hard to do that. You have to tell somebody, listen, what you're doing is unhelpful. But you have to guard. You have to protect. It's like the father that will never discipline his son. He never challenges his wife on anything. He'll, he'll, he, they won't sit in, in, in mutual respect love and say, Angel, you can't do that anymore. Well, husband, that is so unhelpful. You're so combative when we have dinner parties. I don't know why I'm thinking of that. Or whatever, whatever. You know, you're harsh with the kids. No, but I'm happy to get this heavy job. Leave your job at your job's door. Come home, husband. We need you to be an elder. We need you to be full of grace, amen? Sorry, let me get back to my notes. You're not superior. Don't control. Don't insist on being saved. Don't have a high position. 
Don't tell people what they can do, what they can't do, what they can wear. If you come to church, madam, dressed seductively, we will kindly ask you to please go home and change. But we're not here to tell you what you can wear. But there are certain things that are unhelpful. If I came up here with dirty jeans and maybe that's cool. Or, I mean, my dad says, you bought jeans with holes in them, didn't you see? <laughs> Take them back. No, dad, that's the fashion. He says, you guys are gone nuts. I, I need to go and be with Jesus now. Don't tell them what to wear. Don't tell them who to marry. Don't tell, them, don't tell the sh- people what to spend their money on. Why? Because our job is to take people into the freedom of Christ, to the open veil. I know Jesus can minister to the church. Immat- control equals immaturity, but good leadership brings people into spaces. Ah, thank you, thank you. Our job as shepherds is to bring people to Jesus. And when the chief shepherd appears, sorry, before that, and being examples to the flock, that's scary. Qualifications, worship, life, marriage, finance, family, mission, socially, outsiders, reputation. Set an example in speech and love and life and faith and purity. Timothy, set an example in speech, in life, in love, in faith and purity. He's a young man. How old was Timothy when he was leading that church? This guy had to set an example. And then verse 4, and when the chief shepherd appears, okay? So now all the shepherds say, praise God, there's a chief shepherd. Yo, 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 yo. This is, this is this job sometimes. God, you're so quiet sometimes. God, why are people leaving the church? God, why, what, what's, the, what's the problem here? What's happening, God? Why is no one going on mission? Number of churches, people won't serve in the church. They go, it doesn't matter what they do, the people just won't serve. Whatever it is, but we say, oh, Lord, but when the chief shepherd appears so we all know there is a chief shepherd that's how when you call yourself bishop or pope or apostle be careful i don't call myself elder nick i don't call myself pastor nick my name is nick amen <laughs> and i and thank you for the honor some people that call me pastor but but you don't have to call jesus my pastor but thank you for the pastors of this church. I don't know if I butchered that piece, but. When the chief shepherd appears, hey Lord, I'm just under shepherd. You will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. There's the crown of glory that will never fade away. I've never really heard a teaching on that. You know, we say spiritual, we say, I don't want no crowns. I don't want no crowns, poofy. But the Bible says, you will receive a crown of glory that will never fade away. Daddy Daniel used to say, Daniel used to say, don't negate scriptures. And, and I don't want no crowns. I mean, what's the crown? Is it well done, good and faithful servant? Is it a fancy crown? Is it a garland? I don't know what it is. But you see, that's where we submit to the word of God. I don't know what that is. And I've never taught on it. And I've never heard a good teaching on it. But all I know is that you will receive a crown of glory that will never fade away because their lives were fading away. I mean, they were being beaten. They were being burnt. They were being um, jailed. They were being ostracized. They were being cut off from their families. Their lives were fading. Amen? No one, I was deserted in Asia. No one came to look for me. And so, so their lives were fading. But this will never fade away. What will the crown be like? Who knows? 
It won't fade. And so sometimes I think, Lord, I want to get my crown. You see, love is the motive, not the crown. The crown is not the motive. Love is the motive. Love is patient. I'm patient as a shepherd. Shepherds to be patient. Of course, this is to all of us. It's to be kind. It's not to envy. So we don't envy another church or other things. We don't envy other shepherds. I'm speaking into the context of leadership. It does not boast. Yo, I find that hard. Yeah, I gave my car away. I gave this away. I did this. I prayed for four hours. Just boasting. Remember the saying? He's saying, when you pray, just close the door. When you give, put your other hand in your pocket, in your back pocket. So this hand mustn't know what this hand is giving. That's an extreme statement. I've made the mistake of crying about what I've given, crying about my hours of prayer. I apologize for that. Crying about my good marriage. Don't boast. Amen? Amen? <laughs> I'm being a bit intense. Oh, so good, eh? It does not boast, etc., etc. It's not easily angered. It's not self-seeking. It keeps no record of wrongs. It rejoices with the truth. Here it comes. It always protects shepherds. It always trusts. It always hopes. It keeps on persevering. Love. Why did you give up your post, elder? Love keeps on persevering in the things that God has called you to. Love never fails. These three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is love. The rewards are coming, but leave them now. They're coming. The rewards are not here yet. Amen? Like, I want a reward. I want more salary. I got a call recently that's going to say, actually, you know what? I deserve more. I said, rather don't go there, bro. Don't, and it was not at somebody in this church. Don't go there. We deserve Zippo, amen? <laughs> and so I'm, I'm being strong here because it's an encouragement to shepherds. The requirements are radical. It's to lay down your life, to forget about your well-being, sacrifice, forget about personal gain. It's going to be difficult. You will suffer more perhaps, etc., etc. But when he will reward, when the chief shepherd appears, he will reward we tend to want to reward ourselves. I even want to reward the elders sometimes. But he will reward. The true reward is from he. And you will receive the crown. If people crown you, you've got problems. <laughs> That's why celebrity stuff is dangerous. I said to the guys, prophets and musicians are in danger because it's often an amazing ministry. That ministry changed my life. Worship gets a lot of attention. You can make a lot of money. Or get a lot of profile. He will reward. Don't let man reward. I love to see people give up high positions saying, why did you give that up? I don't want it. I want him to reward me. That's a beautiful thing. I could speak so much more. Moving on. Young men in the same way be submissive to those who are older. What does that mean? Young men, be submissive to those who are older or to the elders. It probably includes men that were working in the church. There could have been a bit of a thing they were young. As happens throughout history, hey, what is my, hey, you know my bully. Yeah, my bully. You know the bullies in the church. You know, the, you, know you can't get any. Not helpful. Honor your mother and father. It'll go well with you. When you dishonor your mother and father, your mother and father, physically your mother and father in the faith, even though they wear, wear old boxer shorts, 
even though the clothes are not like your clothes. I mean, I want to be like Guy one day. <laughs> In my other life, Guy. Don't worry about that, because one day you'll be a bully. Amen? But we honor. We honor fathers and mothers. Be careful with them. God has designed youthful passion, energy. I watched Mikey and Tula on Friday night, and I thought, hey, I can sit in the back row, man. I don't need to go near the front. You shouldn't have called me up, Tools. They were doing the job. I'm sitting there just thinking, hey, Lord, this is good. Even just watching my own wife speak, I think, oh, this is good. I can sit down. He must become greater. We must make disciples. Young men, be submissive. It's an affirmative. You are tomorrow's leaders. If you don't submit to your elders, you cannot be tomorrow's leaders. Can I repeat that? If you, if you don't submit to your elders, you cannot be tomorrow's leaders. God will fix you. It's an imperative. How do we do all this? How do we be elders? How do we not look for personal gain? How do we submit to people we think, oh Lord, I don't really want to submit to them. I watch young people go elder to elder until they get the counsel that they want. You're not smart. But how do we do this? Here's the answer. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. Everybody, apostles, elders, saints, old men, young men, the whole church, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. Don't you like that? Yes, towards God, but actually in this case, towards one another. Because you see, there was tension in the church. Everybody humble yourself. The most gifted, the most anointed should be the most humble. But sadly, they're not. And I know I'm strong this morning, and it's probably some of my prophetic gift, but I've seen young men, I think of one in particular now that ruined, ruined a beautiful call. Because he was, and I noticed that I thought, something's not right here. Something's not right, but sometimes you have no authority to speak there. Well, why didn't you tell me? Marriage gone, ministry gone, mess, 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 mess. I wish somebody would come and say, you know what, bro? I love you enough to tell you you're pronking. Just be like a tortoise. Just, just clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. It means dress yourself. It means you're naturally. If I, you dress yourself because you're naked or you're undressed. So he's saying, I want you to clothe yourselves. I want you to intentionally dress yourself. Like we have to do every morning, to cover yourself, to adorn yourself, we heard this morning, to humble yourself with humility. You and I need to do it. I need clothes, Lord. I need you. I need garments to cover me. Can I put you to hyperbole, my naked pride, with the humility of Christ? Jesus, who made himself nothing, considered equality with God nothing, not to be grasped. But he made himself. He, he adorned himself. He, he did, no, one, no one did it for him. He made himself nothing. Taking on the nature of a servant. That's why shepherds are servants. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, 
He humbled himself. Our attitude should be the same as Jesus and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Shouldn't be leaders trying to humble you. It's the worst thing possible. It's the messiest thing possible. I've, I've never thought to myself, I've got to humble that person. I've often thought, you're gonna get humble, bro. I know for me, the Lord has humbled me. Big time. So I'm at the front of that queue, amen? I remember driving my Mercedes Benz as a 30-year-old, looking down on other cars. And one day the Spirit of God convicted me in Argyle Road deeply, and he said, you are full of dead man's bones. It's called pride. I was, I was shocked at my, at my heart because I had a boss that liked me, and, 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 and I, got, I got a new favor. It was the grace of God, and it caused pride. When I said it was, it, was, it was the grace maybe, I don't know what. It was, I don't even know if it was grace of God, but it caused pride only to reveal the darkness in my heart. I had not clothed myself with humility. Towards one another, it's messy if we have to humble each other. We don't do that here in Red Point. We're not trying to humble anybody. My flesh opposes humility. It wants attention. It wants profile. It wants independence. My flesh says, I will go to that church. I will go to that city. I will do this. I will do that. I will marry that girl. Ask God who to marry. Ask God what church you should go to. Say, Lord, I clothe myself with humility. I humble myself. I'm just going to leave South Africa. Be careful. You don't know what you're going to. If you went to that party in Israel... You could be in the dungeon right now in the Gaza Strip or wherever they got those guys. Don't know, brothers and sisters. That's why we all walk on our knees and we humble ourselves towards one another. Pride is about me, humility is about others. God opposes the proud. Out of Proverbs 3, James 4, he opposes the proud. There's nothing worse to have God resist or oppose you. We have to think deeply and carefully about our pride. I appreciate cutting eye. We often say to each other, you know why I'm struggling with this? Because I'm proud. I'm proud. That's why I'm struggling with this. I've got this crisis because I'm proud. I'm just proud. Father, and the beautiful thing is when we say, we say, Lord, I'm proud. Jesus, I suffer from pride. Help me, please. I'm better than those people. You know, when cultures, you know, we, 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 the moment there's that strong difference, we dish a culture. I was at a memorial two Sundays, no, two Mondays ago, and there was, they were on chairs waving, singing, Sweet Caroline, ba 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 ba. Memorial. Memorial. You think, yo. I was at Mervyn's brother's memorial. People are dressed in suits and they mourn and they weep. You couldn't sing Sweet Caroline. Culture, are you sensitive? Are you, can, you, can you move into that culture and minister to those people? Actually, the, the Sweet Caroline was wonderful because she was a young 22-year-old girl that was full of life and loved to sing Sweet Caroline and dance on the table. And her life was taken at 22. So I think the parents, help me, Cutty, decided... Let's have a celebration in remembrance of her. Okay, so that's, that's quite radical. Are you there? Gentle, humble. Man, you've got a beautiful cup. Ah, 
The French people, they, they're crazy. I'm, I'm, from, I'm French, they're, they're crazy. Mauritians, even crazy. South Africans, oh, my head. What is wrong with you guys? People out here, you know, even in Mauritius, they just take over. They take over the shopping centers, they've got a big noise. Where's a bar of us? Easy, easy, easy. Cutty said she never wanted to marry a Mauritian, but she got one. <laughs> he opposes, he disagrees with. To oppose means he resists, he competes. The opposition, when you're talking about rugby, which we all watch now, the, the opposition means God opposes you. He's your opposition. He opposes the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Now he's no longer opposing and resisting, but he's lifting. It's not that when you're humble, he, t- he puts you into a neutral place. When you're proud, he resists you. I don't know why this business is not working. I don't know why. God's actually, pride is a terrifying thing. Then you come out of pride. You think, you come out of pride. Neutral ground. No. It says he exalts you or he lifts you. Isn't that amazing? In due time. It's a beautiful truth. Pride destroys churches, families, nations, friendship, missions. Pride is a killer. How? How do I do this? Verse 7 is your answer. Is it up there? I don't know if it's up there. (laughs) Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That's an antidote of pride. Now, I'm going to carry this. I'm, I'm sufficient. Thank you, God. I don't need your help. I don't have crutches. I don't lean. I'm not this, no, no. Cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Cast is a very affirmative, strong word. It's actually throw a blanket over, some guys will tell you. Cast is an energetic word. It's not a gentle ah, laying. It's an active, enthusiastic throwing. Anxiety from the Greek word means you are torn. If you're an anxious soul, you are a torn in different directions. You are here, then you are there. You are not centered in that peace. You are torn in different directions. You are worried. You are anxious, Martha, about many things. There's this, there's that. You're fighting with your sister. Everything's got to be ready. It's got to be perfect. You're an anxious, torn soul. Stop. You proud. Cast your anxieties upon me. Isn't that beautiful? This Peter, no wonder Jesus has come, Peter. Holy Spirit's teaching him. Antidote to pride. Anxious about ourselves. See, there's a wrong anxiety. Anxious about my reputation. Anxious, anxious about getting my own way. So freaked out. So anxious, didn't get my own way. Anxious that I didn't get the promotion I wanted, the financial security. Anxious about relational breakdown. Come to me, all your heavy burdened, weary, laboring, torn, anxious, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, cast your care, take my yoke upon me and learn from me from gentle and humble in soul. Many allow their burdens and anxieties to crush them. I'm proud, I can carry this. Hey, I love it when you get strong men, actually. Say, man, I'm broken, can you pray with me? Man, I'm hurting. Oh, but you're such a together guy, you and I'm hurting. I'm in pieces. Can you pray for me? I'm going to shut up now because I keep talking to much. Let's sit down. Can you pray for me? In fact, can you bring some oil, man? I need some oil. That's what God wants. 
Help me, man. Well, he's got solutions because he cares for you. Cast your, because God cares for you. He's not a, a lording God. Lording, he's saying, hey, you better, you better get into, you better be at the prayer meeting, you better read your Bible, you better give, you better generate. So, blah, 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 blah. He cares for you. We do all that because he has been so good to us. He cares for you. He resists the proud. Cast your anxieties. Grace brings humility. Be self-controlled. You just keep, let's just finish it. Almost there. So, so Peter is, is, is stacking truth here. Like everyone's a, what's it? Ribeye. Be self-controlled and alert. In other words, don't be drunk. Your enemy prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Now, we, we, we speak about Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah, but the, Peter speaks about the devil being a lion now. Okay, just, just bear with me. He's looking for someone to devour. Resist him, stand firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. That's the thesis of Peter. Guys, it's hard out there. Be self-controlled. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Don't be drunk. Be sobriety. Drunk means, you know, you're drunk on the world. You're drunk. Ah, like, ah, we're just going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to buy this. We're going to go here. We're going to go on another holiday. We're going to do this. Whoa, you're drunk. Lord, what would you have me do? To be drunk, you know, when you drink too much alcohol, you just stagger, don't know what's happening. People can pickpocket you. They can sexually abuse you, young lady. Don't drink, young lady. Young lady, don't drink. There's a wolf and a lion hiding in the bush. Because if you drink, he'll sexually abuse you. Maybe for one person here today. I'm guarding you. I'm guarding you. Don't get tipsy, lady. Sir, don't get tipsy. Young person, don't get tipsy. Because if you get tipsy, you'll lose your guarding, your sobriety. Be alert. The end of all things is near. There's a lion prowling. He's around. Don't be dozy. Don't be doff. He's camouflaged. He's circling. He's hungry. When a lion roars, it shakes you. When a lion roars, roaring lion, everything shakes. It's like, oh, just don't panic. Be alert. There's a lion. Another guy on YouTube, he's having his coffee. He's, he's in the bush and there's a lion by his, have you seen it? And the lion is freaked out and he's looking through a window and the guy says, this lion won't let me have a cup of coffee. The lion's going, because he's actually got a girlfriend that he's got there. He's, the lion's got a girlfriend that's hiding there. And you see, and the, and the guy says, this lion won't let me make coffee. But you can see that lion wants to devour him. Prowling, looking for somebody. Resist him. What? Resist him. How? By standing firm in your faith. Don't you love those game rangers when, they, when the lion comes, they just stand. Got the gun there. <laughs> or an elephant, one of the tests of a ranger. Is that right, you, you ranger guys? When the elephant comes, just stand. What are you standing on? You're standing on the rock. You built your house on the rock. You're not built your sand. The moment you run, he'll attack you. Stand firm in what God has said to you. Elders, when you're appointed and you get attacked or you feel downcast, stand 
firm. Resist him. How do you resist him? By standing in what God is, firm in what God has said to you. Because you know your brothers throughout the world are going through the same struggles or sufferings. And the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory after you have suffered a little while. Nick said we're going to suffer. No, no. We will suffer a little while. Will himself, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. A whole lot of things here. Attack enemy, sobriety, humility towards each other. Beautiful nuance, isn't it? This man who was a bit wild. Psalm 23. To him be the power. To him. That's the church is a beautiful thing. Hey, who the main knows? No, we've got no main knows. Who's the big bishop? No, 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 to him. We have one. He bled and died for us. He is, he is majestic servant, creator of the universe, yet servant of all. Go figure. You need to meet them. You're saying he's made the universe, but he washes disciples' feet? Even Judas's? Yeah, he lays down his life, beat him, smacked him, swapped him, nailed him, crucified him. He's the one. He's coming back. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Here's with the help of Silas, because I couldn't do it, so I needed Silas to help me. How come you had such a wonderful worship weekend, Tools? Well, I had these guys to help me. Hey, Tools, you're amazing. No, not really. I'm just a... Just the oaky, you know. That's amazing, God. That's what you want, amen. With the help of Silas, whom I regard as a faithful brother, I've written you briefly, encouraging, testifying that this is the true grace of God. Now, there's big teachings on grace. This will give you, this text will show you what's coming, what the grace of God is. Stand firm and resolute. Standing in the grace, stand true to grace. She, the church who was in Babylon, what's that? The church is referred to feminine. The church was in Babylon or in Rome. We can go and discuss that. Chosen together with you sends you her greetings as so does my son Mark, the guy that probably that wrote the gospel and heard it from Peter's lips. And then I close with this verse 14. Look at the time. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Tools, can you show us how to do that? <laughs> Greet one another. Just listen, listen carefully to this. Listen carefully to this. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Oh, thank God we don't live in those days. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Greet one another warmly, generously, kindly. Yeah, the different cultures. If you go to some Arab cultures, you've got to kiss the guy three times. You go to the French culture twice. The South African culture, how's it, but? <laughs> or whatever. American culture, see you for coffee. Show love for one another. Demonstrate it. Be deliberate. And be vulnerable. Be fragile. Well, embrace each other. Kiss each other. That's the end of 1 Peter. Thank you for listening.